With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The Masters is back. Stream all four days from Augusta and get every second of big swinging, glorious setting, career besting, water splashing, record breaking, tiger taming, Rory winning, maybe eagle-making, green-jacketing golf glory you could ask for. Grab a Now TV Sky Sports Week Pass and watch all four days of the Masters for just €15. Search Now TV today. Content streamed via the internet, full terms at nowtv.com. It's time for another Cooking Minute. Yes, we're talking turkey with Tony Bruno. Hi, boys and girls. I'm Chef Tony. And today, we'll pick out that perfect wine for your Thanksgiving feast. This is a 96 Merlot. Ah, beautiful. Now the 87 Cabernet. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn, compare it to your neighbor's lawn, and complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home an auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance, which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages or situations. Hey. That's a little flinty. Here's a 92 white Zinfandel. Uh, excuse me. For more of Tony's great recipes, call his cooking hotline, 877-99-ON-FOX. Make sure to specify recipe number two. Next time, I'll show you how to... This is the Tony Bruno Show. On a cold November night in South Philadelphia, you are looking live. No tree lighting ceremony tonight here, but we are lit, as usual, live at Moonshine, Philadelphia. Jack in the back is totally lit already. Luigi Curto, I'm I'm woke. He's woke, not lit yet. Well, speaking of lit, here comes Jordan with the drinks. There you go, bro. Exactly. 
just in time. And we were just playing one of our Thanksgiving turkey tips. Of course, I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. I'm so into Thanksgiving that you know what I ordered here at Moonshine tonight, Luigi? What, what was that, Tony? I had the turkey pot pie because I simply cannot get enough turkey. I had the turkey pot pie tonight, and it was phenomenal. I saw it came with the, with the, the buttery puff pastry on the top. Yeah, it was a puff pastry turkey pot pie. Not in an actual pie crust, but in a almost like a pie sandwich, but puff pastry on the bottom, all the ooey-gooey turkey and peas and all the other accoutrements. Right. And then a puff pastry on top. Bam! Polished that baby right off. Nah, it was good, brother. Man, it was good. I'm a turkey addict. You are a turkey addict. I'm going to find an injectable form of turkey in the near future. Instead of having, like, edible... Weed or edible marijuana? I'm going to go with injectable turkey. Would, would you call yourself a trip to fan? Oh! <laughs> Let me give That's you one good. of these right away as I go to my next page here and give you one of my, if I could find a damn thing. I'll do it myself. You no, but that was a good one. Thank you. Good. Would you say you're a trip to fan? Fan? Yes. Okay. Let me hit it again. Thank you. Meanwhile, welcome aboard, everybody. We're here live at Moonshine Philly on a chilly Wednesday night. What up, Wednesday? You know what today is? Uh, Wednesday. National French French Toast Day. Day. National French Toast Day. And there was a debate today on social media, pancakes versus French toast. You know what we say around here? What do we say? Get some fucking French toast. Yeah. <laughs> pancakes are white people food, man. We don't, we're not basic bitches around here. We want French toast. Listen, I, I don't mind pancakes. No, I mean, neither do I, but, but the, the greatest, the greatest the, like, delectable breakfast food is the challah French toast. Challah. Tell me about it. You can't just say challah. French toast. Challah. I'm too Italian to be Jewish. I'm sorry. All right. Robin and I, we get challah French toast all the time at the famous... Fourth Street Delicatessen. Oh I could holler so that. Good. I could holler that a lot. It is the biggest French toast you'll ever see. It looks like a Kardashian ass comes out <laughs> right on the table. <laughs> Bam! And then just like a Kardashian ass, you just smother it with syrup. Syrup. Sure. <laughs> it is. It is. Are you visualizing phenomenal. that right about now? It's good Thank stuff. You. It is good stuff. Well, the holla French toast is holla. Although Kendall Jenner, is she at the Lincoln, uh, Lincoln, at Wells Fargo Center tonight? Oh, hell no. Not after that last game against Cleveland. They ran kidding? her the hell out of here. Kendall Jenner was at the Sixer game against the Cleveland Cavaliers, Get the out. worst team in the Get NBA. Out. She shows up, and what happens? The Sixers lose their first home game of the year after starting out 10-0, and and they lose to the Cavaliers with the mush in the house. And, of course, she is Kendall Jenner. And you thought that was just a summer fling. You know that song, See You in September by... Right. By the, uh, who the hell did that? The Fortunes? You I'll see are, you it, in September. Tony, but when are you, you going to learn? All these fringe music things that you have stuck in your head, don't even bother asking if Luigi and I know. Uh, I know Nobody I but you knows these. Well, not, I mean, I'm well, sure. I got, there's the, the Happenings. The Happenings. That's and then the Frankie one. Valley did a cover for it. I'll give you a little of that. How about I give you a little of the Happenings? No, give me the Happenings. This that's is the original. I'm going with the original. You know us, Tony. We're original. With, I'll be alone each and every night. While you're away, don't forget to write. I thought that's what Ben Simmons said to Kendall Jenner in the summer. What up? (laughs) 
There's something schooly around here. Yes, there is. I think all the men back then, all the singers, they wore tidy whiteies. Really, really, no, they really wore the tidy whiteies. They would tie. Classic. They would do this with their hands. They would yep. like snap their fingers. I was talking about the clothing they had on a little bit lower. Oh, okay. Hello. <sighs> those guys weren't allowed to show from the waist down back in those days on but TV. But they were wearing really tight underwear because all of them go into falsetto voice. Exactly. Well, Frankie Valli may be the greatest falsetto of all time. No doubt, no doubt about it. Am I right? You ain't wrong. Meanwhile, we got all kinds of stuff going on tonight. Steve Zabin is going to join us, the Zabe, the Zabe, from down in D.C. because we've got a developing situation in the National Football League. As we have five weeks to go in the National Football League season. Five games. And for teams like the Philadelphia Eagles and the Washington Redskins and the rest of the flotsam and jetsam of the NFC East, there's still life. Believe it or not, the New York Giants are still mathematically alive. That's how bad the NFC East is. Or as you would like to say, it's time to get down to the... Let's get down to the nitty-gritty. Yeah, exactly. Exactly what it is. And Monday Night Football, which means you know what I'm going to do on Sunday? Nothing. I will be going out looking for a live tree. I'll be going to the mountains. What? Really? I think we need to make a road trip. <gasps> yes. Wait it's a minute. Time to make a road trip to the Poconos. Are we going to fire up the family truck? The family the Cherokee family truckster from Family Dodge Cheap Chrysler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the one I'm paying for. That did not get one cent. Go I, ahead. What happened? Not what? get one cent about what? No, no I mean I, I, I pay for my cars. But Luigi, you I don't need to get come free with us. Cars? Can you come with us on what Sunday? What day is it? This Sunday. So, it's I'm a working Sunday. seven to three. I've never cut down my own tree. Are you I make, know you need to come. I wanted to invite. It's supposed to be 64 degrees on Sunday, dude. That's what I saw. No, I can't do that, man. I, I got to work. I got to work 7 to 3. But you guys are going to go away. You're leaving to go to California. Well, but no, but here's the bottom line. So you're getting me a tree? Is that what you're saying? I need to get a live tree. Robin did it for the first time last year. I never did it before. We went up to the Kalahari Resort up in the Poconos for the first time. Is that the one with the homemade delicious you went up there? The indoor uh, water park? Yeah, it's okay. phenomenal. I've it's, never it's been a, there. It's an amazing complex. So we went up there last year and spent the night and did the rides the next day, all the water rides. It's amazing, this facility. I want to go because I, mean, I got a couple of days off. So I got to go up there. They actually have the prices go down in the wintertime. Do so they it's go a perfect down? Perfect time to go in. You can get a room and a whole night deal and then get tickets to the water park. They got all kinds of great stuff in there. I want a weekend special. Well, I can't hook you up on a weekend. You got to go by the You got to go during a week. <sighs> rates Monday, go up. Mo- on Monday it. through Thursday rate. <laughs> Monday, Monday through, through Thursday, Thursday rate. They bro. don't have any daytime rates, though. <laughs> exactly. Because when you get a room there in the daytime, you're down in the water park, you're not up in your room. This ain't the uh, Neshaminy Motor Lodge, you know or what I'm saying? Or the stinking Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> or the Hub, the Hub Motel. <laughs> or for people that know the Olney area, the Patio Motel. The Patio. That's Any the, of those great yeah, daytime rates. Whatever it says. Half hour, Do they have a vibrating bed and mirrors on the ceiling? No, they don't have, anything on, they don't have, any, they don't have anything on the ceiling. You don't want to sit on the bed, trust me. You're damn it's bad. Right. If you bring in a black light in those places... Basically, everything glows. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Everything glows in those rooms. It's like the Twilight Zone. We talk about. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine. Just imagine. It's like the, it's like the CSI box set <laughs> in one room. It's exactly. It's like the CSI Miami box set in one room. Every Even crime CSI song. people don't go into those hotels. No. Hell no. Usually, if there's a crime committed in one of these motel, motel places, they basically just gut the whole place. <laughs> That's it. They just get the dead bodies out, and then they just... Yeah. Put a flamethrower in it and just right. gut the whole thing. We're, we have to check for semen. You might as well burn the thing down. Are you oh, kidding me? Oh, man. It's $15 an hour. There's Howard Eskin on, on the TV right there. Why? Yeah, he's a douche. He's a real douche. He's a real douche. Oh, I, ha- I think I have that. Do we have it? Do we have that? I think we do have it. We that. love the, you know, that's my favorite he's movie a real of all time. Douche. Nacho Libre is an underrated comedy. I agree. It's fantastic. Jack Black gets, you know, has done a lot of great movies. 
To me, his greatest role is Nacho Libre as the wrestler, involved with the, with the uh, nuns, and then he becomes a wrestler, and then he takes on the... But some of those lines in there are epic, including the one you just played. And the, my favorite he's one is... He's a real douche. He's a real douche. <laughs> and let's get down to the nitty-gritty. One more time for those in the back. Give me that one. Let's get down to the nitty-gritty. Yeah. That's right. Let's get down to the business, yo. <laughs> let's get down to the business, yo. <sighs> if me, you had to spell the way he pronounces gritty, there's a several... Gritty. There's, there, there might even be a W in there that somewhere. That gritty was great before the Flyers' gritty became the only thing the franchise has to promote this season. Maybe, that's was the, maybe, maybe that was gritty's genesis right there. Maybe that's where he came from. You realize the Flyers are so messed up right now that when people, when they brought out gritty, their mascot, mm-hmm. people mo- uh, mocked it. He's oh, the only thing that's worth scary. going to see. It's scary. Oh, it's... Now, all of a sudden, Gritty's the most popular thing in the Flyers organization. Isn't it ironic that the, they fired the, Deron Hextall, their GM? The GM, is, the GM was the last good goalie they had, and he still couldn't find one. Think about Unbelievable, that. Unbelievable, man. Think about that, man. How's now, it feel? Our good buddy, Joe Corrado. Yep. Who used to one time hang around on this program. He did, but now he's hanging around the, the People's Republic of New Jersey. He's stuck there working. So, I know you get stuck over there. Bridge, they closed the bridges on Wednesday night, so he can't come over. Yeah, smart. But anyway, he, he's, uh, he had some, the Sixers are, the, the Flyers have fired the Zamboni driver. They fired their, uh, he, he did a joke today about right. all the other people that they're firing in the organization. But Gritty is the only untouchable now if you're a Flyer fan. He's the only reason you're going to go to games from now on, apparently. But anyway, enough about the NHL. Let's get down to the football business. Has Gritty become that chick at like 4 a.m. that looks, <laughs> you know what I mean, that looks like a 10 because it's that late at night because the team is so bad? That this is the only thing worth looking at. She did, he, he, it just looks better than what it really is. Grady's become popular. He's like, he's like a rock star in this town. He's got personality. He's so important. Philadelphia Mayor Jim Kenney has brought, trotted him out tonight to City Hall for the official tree lighting ceremony. Jesus. You know, in other cities, they bring out Mariah Carey, and they bring out, we bring out Gritty to light the Christmas tree at City Hall it's in Philadelphia. The be- it's the best we got. Dustin Dwyer says, yo, Tony and Robin sharing in Percocy. Per- we know Percocy area. Too. Love Percocy. Go north. Used to go up there, go up to Rice's. You ever go up to Rice's? By the way, the we want to thank all the wonderful people who share the show yes. early and often because it it's like voting in uh, Florida. So a lot of people don't understand. <laughs> like the way if you if you hit the little share and share it to all your yes, friends, what happens? It exponentially adds viewership which helps us in the future being able to get sponsors exactly. and all that. So it really, 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 really makes a difference. Not just once, not just the first time you come and watch us, but every time and remind all your friends to watch because it, it, you, you guys have no idea what a big difference it makes for the show. And speaking of the hockey and the show, I busted this out last week and now I've worn it again. What My you got? official Town Hall Brewery Minneapolis hockey sweater. That Sweater, they presented yeah. me after doing our Super Bowl show mm-hmm. back way, way back when, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, which seems like 15 years ago now, based on what's happening in the in the NFC East. But anyway, Steve Zabin's going to join us. Yes, we'll talk not just about the Eagles Redskins Monday night game, which is why Sunday will be off, and while Luigi will be sitting at home following his fantasy team, I'll be at work. Robin and I will be crawling under assorted shrubs no, under the need, bushes. I think we need to wait for Luigi. Well, you're, you're, waiting, wait? you're waiting for me to have a day off. You'll be waiting forever. He doesn't need to get a day off. I don't have a day off. We need to what arrange something. What do you want me to do? I don't know. What we have to do because he needs Thursday to Thursday might work. He needs to be able to go with us, especially since we'll be leaving for Christmas and he'll be stuck staying behind with this tree. 
making sure he waters it. Yeah. Thursday might work. So maybe if what he... Thursday? Next he, Thursday? No, yeah, how about December 6th? All right. It's a date that will live in infamy, but forever. Because one of us ain't coming back. <laughs> That's a pakkiesavond in, in the Netherlands. What is it? Pakkiesavond. What is that? It means uh, gift night. It is? December 6th is? Yeah, because December 5th and 6th Is that Sinterklaas? Sinterklaas and Pakkiesavond is the, the... That's a very racist tradition, by the way, if I may say so for my Dutch friends no, out there. No, it's Yes, not. it is. Very no. racist. No. Luigi is Sinterklaas racist. There you have it. It's official. Sinterklaas, the Dutch celebration involving blackface dudes. But it's just I want to go blackface so bad. I just, <laughs> just want to do it so bad. Are you serious? See? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of my favorite actors are black, and I want to do blackface. Why? That's racist, Why? man. You can't do that. What's wrong with you? That's racist! Why? How is it racist? I'm just dressing up. It's Halloween-esque. I can, I can take you to one of my Dutch organizations, and you can dress up as a Schwarze Piet, and nobody will blink. What's a Schwarze Piet? Schwarze Piet. Schwarze Piet? He's one Smart of the dudes beats. that goes Black down the coal mine and oh. comes down the chimney I and supposedly would... has coal dust on yeah. him. Oh. But instead of having smudges of coal dust, which <laughs> you remember Dick Van Dyke, <laughs> what movie was I that? Thought... Mary Poppins? He... Which it should be. And they do. It's just it's just lack of makeup knowledge. I thought he was a I'm four saying. for the Calgary Flames in 93. No, no. <laughs> remember Dick Van Dyke? Yes. Wasn't, he Mary, wasn't he a, what do you call it, a chimney sweep? Black yes. Pete. And he would have dust. He would have coal dust on Right. But the Schwartz, the Peets, who are the helpers of Sinterklaas in, in, yes. in Holland, they're basically completely yeah. blackface. It's somehow... Nobody gets blackface in a chimney. I worked in it's a chimney soot. at my mother's house. Remember when we had the soot yes, falling? Yes, And we weren't even completely black. But we were dark, though. We and were that's very how, dark. We were that's dark. how all the Swartha pizza should look. But somehow or another, there was a misinterpretation. Racist. <laughs> See if and I go to Amsterdam and, 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 and so, patronize the, the women of the night. So here's I the like thing. smoke weed, copious amounts of weed. It's the makeup artists that were racist, not the actual tradition. Because they're supposed to be chimney sweeps. And whoever did them put their makeup on really got it wrong. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. So December 6th is the Feast of St. Nick. Right. That's so a, what we'll do is we'll go to Nick's Roast Beef. Yes. Get some Roast Beef sandwiches. The original Nick's at right. 20th and Wolf. And then not we'll, the other ones. They're all fake. No. Nah, remember, when you go, we go to, don't, go, don't go to Ray. You got to go to original Ray's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the line from Elf, of right. course, where you, know, you go to Ray's Pizza, the original one on such a 47th Street. You don't go to the other ones. They're all knockoffs. Same thing with Nick's Roast Beef. The original's at 20th and Wolf, or 20th and Jackson. And they just, they just modernized it a little bit for the first yeah, time Yeah, that's forever. what we'll do. We'll go there. And they then actually we'll... slap some paint on that joint and uh, jack the prices up on everything. That's, that's what, what we'll you do. do. We'll go to Nick's Roast Beef. We'll get some roast beef sandwiches for the ride. Yeah. We'll take the ride out. How as far as this Kalahara thing? It's up the mountains. See, up the, the thing ma- I'm worried about is you got to go early to get the best trees because they only cut down a certain amount every year. They have a lot of trees, though, Tony. It's a yeah, forest. but no, but they only open sections each year. So each year, a different section opens so the trees can grow. And people go up early. They go up on Thanksgiving Day, the and next then day. And then they tag them so they might not actually cut them down right away, but they'll go up early, tag which tree they want so it's already sold ahead of time. So you never move the tag? No, it's Rob, I don't know where you can't come from, but I get you. I, That's I can... what's wrong with bringing South. Maybe we shouldn't bring him. That's a South yeah. Philly thing. You don't you do that. You want the tree? You want the tree or not? I'm kidding. No, I'm so. All right, so it's like a two-hour ride up to the to the mountains. Yeah. And, and then, then a two-hour ride you back. You find a tree right away, but then and you see. Oh, wait a minute! I think there's another nicer one over there. Especially if you bring Miss Robin. Oh, this is going to be a freaking. And then what happens is you pick Thank a tree right away, and you say, "Oh, look at that tree! It's perfect." And then you were like, "What? Wait, wait, wait! Let me go over here in this row and see if there's anyone better." 
And then Robin yells, yeah, and this is Robin the first time I've done, I used to do this all the time with my kids. We'd always go get live trees because we live up in Montgomery County and it was only an hour ride to go right. find trees. And then I got a, a, a fake tree in L.A. because everything's fake in L.A. Look, I'm from North- so why would I have a fake tree? I'm from the Northeast. The only trees I know are Timberlands. That's all I know. Exactly. I hear fresh trees. Somebody got a new pair of Timbs. The only fresh trees in your neighborhood now are the ganja trees. By the way, we That's just got invited smoking them. by Michael Steven. His parents have a place near the Kalahari Resort, Lake Harmony. Yes. He says free lodging and Wi-Fi if we ever want to go up there. Oh, what about well, trees? I'm, I'm, boom, I'm done. Call it a day. Lake Harmony is Call beautiful. us, too. 619-924-9874. 619-924-9874. If you'd like us to come up to your tree farm and hack those babies down. And it's, and it's uh, I thought that, you know, you brought an axe. No, you don't bring nothing. You don't bring an axe. What don't do you bring? axe you nothing. You just go under there. You bring, they give you one of those. Uh, oh, wait. So they give you the saw? Yeah. You get a bow saw, and then you bring out Not your Joey cart. You, you have a cart with, a, with two wheels on it, and then you go out, you bring this, this up. This is and manual labor. It's, no, it's fun, though. And you I was go totally way up disillusioned. You've got to walk was... like a half a mile to get to the trees. Then you put your tree, you put your little cart down, and you walk around with your saw. And then you climb under the tree, and you get as low as you can, and you cut it right at the base. And then, bam, you put it on your cart, you wheel it down, and then they put it through this machine that wraps it up. And you put it right on top of your car, and boom, you look like a typical cracker driving home from the mountains with a live Christmas tree, baby. Well, of, you know, people of all races get Christmas trees. It's not just a white person. A little full. A lot of sap. <laughs> a lot of sap in these trees. Though. Not Warren Sap. He's not up there. No, not Bob Sap. No. Meanwhile, Steve Zabin will join us. You know who else is going to join us tonight on the program? Who? The Pony. That's right. Craig James will be talking Houston Texans football. I haven't seen Craig James since the Final Four in Houston when Villanova won at all. And you were completely besotted beyond human recognition. <laughs> yes, I was. When you uh, had to be scraped off the sidewalks of Houston, Texas. Something had to be scraped off the sidewalks, but it wasn't by us. I was a legend that night, Tony. You know it. You were uh, a national disgrace, a national outrage. That's okay. If I do say, and I'm proud of you for that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You earned that right there. You don't I, just pretend that happens. <laughs> it you happens. Earn that. Like I said, I was, I was, I was fine. <laughs> I was fine until Robert Horry said, take a sip of this, and it wasn't from the bar. All right? Robert, all. Big Game James. No, Big, big Game big Bob. Big Shot Bob. Big Shot Bob. I, see, I'm so, I still remember the now departed Bob Covington. Now, of course, helping the Minnesota Timberwolves win six of their last eight games since the Sixers unloaded him and Dario Saric. One of the hottest teams in basketball, and that's why we're talking to Craig James, because the Houston Texans, yep. where he's at down there in Houston, are one of the hottest teams in football right now that no one is really talking about. You're absolutely right. That's it. why we'll talk about it. Plus, we'll have a Dallas Cowboy fan update tonight, and also a Tennessee Titans update. We got a type update from the Titans? And then we have a woman in Florida update. There's always a Florida. In fact, there were so Wait, many Florida what kind of an update is there a woman week? in Florida? There's plenty of women in Florida. No, but this is a special woman okay, in Florida. No well, and I had so many to choose from. It was hard. It was a hard choice today. If we wanted to just do updates tonight, we could just do the whole two hours. On Florida alone. Of all the crazy crap that happened in the last week in the world. I mean, you don't even have to look. It finds you. These stories come out and scream at me during the day. I'll be in the kitchen putting, you know, the finishing touches on our kitchen project. And all of a sudden, I'll hear something screaming from the computer upstairs. And I'll run up. And there it is. By the way, speaking yeah. about the kitchen product, the house is clean. Yes, it <laughs> the, is. The yeah, house is no. clean. Oh, oh. You can see the floor in the house. Not just the kitchen. The base, the cellar. Yes, the basement is clean. 
the 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 couch is clear. As the, we say in Italian, abbasuzel. Abbasuzel. The only place where you cannot see the floor. Where? Where? There's only one room in the house. Oh, in Luigi's bedroom, <laughs> which looks like you a have dorm a room. Literal dumpster fire. Yeah, it is a dumpster fire. Because I don't have, to, I never even get to. Oh no, no, no! You know what's, you know, you know what's funny is that the, the the moment I got in there, I never even really got. I just threw stuff in the in the closet. Never really got out. settled. <laughs> I don't have a chance. You know me. I'm in and I work so damn much. What do you want me to do? When just think of a just think of a freshman in a college dorm, and you go in and there's like mismatched sneakers strewn all around the floor, all kinds of shoes. The bed's never made. There's like clothes <laughs> rolling on the floor. The dirty clothes. What kind of commercial? No, I oh, never, no, I never, I never miss. That is I, exactly what it's like. Is that bullshit. mom going into I her never, son's? I never, I never miss yes. the hamper. You know that's my own hamper that I brought with me. The clothes that are on the bed are brand new with tags on. I haven't even hung them up yet. I, I've literally ran, ran into the we house. We got the biggest closet in the house that's in that room that we redid, and I appreciate. And it. he throws everything on the bed, and he doesn't even close the closet door. That's because Lily goes in there. I leave it slightly askew. I know, because she's looking for mice. No, she's not. No, she's not. The place is clean. I vacuum in there. Stop. The place is clean. Just, just clothes on the bed because I'm running in and out constantly trying to get shit done. It's ridiculous, Oh, man. Destin Dwyer says used rubbers, empty Jaeger bottles. Oh, come on, man. I'm a grown-ass man. I don't drink Jaeger anymore. Man. Come on, come on. Come on. Come on. We moved on to Cavassier and all that other stuff now. 619-924-9874 is the number. Where's... We're brought to you by U.S. Sky Energy Drinks. Sky Energy, baby. It's what we... The other day, I was, I was, I was really out of it. I got yes. up really early in the morning, 6.15. Robin and I had to clean the entire house, the basement, the dining room, because we were having like a little second, Thanksgiving, second, second Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. You know how Sunday. like in Lord of the Rings where they have second breakfast and third breakfast? We had second Thanksgiving. Oh, by the way, Lord of the Rings I saw today was racist. Everything's racist I just, nowadays. I, I was trying to keep track of what's racist. Lord of the Rings is now apparently racist. So is, you know what else is racist? What? Uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And Charlie, and and Charlie, Charlie Brown's Brown. Thanksgiving. Because See, all these shows from the 60s now, which we watched as kids and never really paid much attention to except we knew it was a holiday tradition, now all of a sudden people are watching it again. And just like the world today, everything must be dealt with as how the hell did they allow that? We've got to get rid of it. It's like history. We want to get rid of all of our history so that kids don't even have to worry about, which they don't anyway. They don't teach civics in school. So kids don't even forget about history courses anymore because there is no history. Tomorrow, today will be history tomorrow. That's the only, all you got to know is I don't know what happened beyond two years ago. So therefore, I don't really need to know history of what happened in the 1700s, it's 1800s. Pathetic. It's really pathetic. It is pathetic. Are you following me, camera guy? I think that the song from Avenue Q, um, Everyone's a Little Bit Racist, is more and more appropriate every single day. So we're going to play this, this, this trailer now? So no, no, this is, now, this is a song, because I read this morning, I read this morning that Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, a lot of people watched it, and it was on last night, Tuesday night. So people were watching it and live tweeting, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, a show that was made in 1969, with Burl Ives, right, and, uh, and uh, Vernon, Jackie Vernon, I believe, was the guy who was the voice of, 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 of uh, the snowman. And all of a sudden, people are like, do you realize what they've done to Rudolph? They used, Rudolph was a castaway. He was, he was, he was bullied. 
until was, they needed him for his stinking red nose on Christmas Eve. I remember And Santa Claus is it. a dick. He is. Now, people say Santa was a real dick to Rudolph in that in the Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. I remember when I was a little girl watching He's a that. Real I he was. I was like, that's not very nice. Like everybody was really mean. They were mean to Rudolph. They were very mean. It was like, Rudolph, get the hell out of here, you bastard. (laughs) You're a misfit. And then they had the Island of Misfit Toys. That's bullying. And then I, and and I always, and it's funny, because this is going to come up. You have to listen to it for it in this song. Um, But I remember when one of the little elves, he wants to run away to go become a dentist. Yes. I always thought, a dentist? Like, why a dentist? Like, that's his dream, to become a dentist? Well, obviously it wasn't filmed in Britain. Because no. I mean, nobody wants to be a dentist over but there. But we, we really should play this song because it is absolutely hysterical. If you've ever watched that, and everybody on the planet I has seen that Rudolph the Red-Nosed yes. Reindeer uh, animatronic, whatever they it's call not, it. It was Clay, a cartoon. Claymation. It was, a... it was Claymation yes. or whatever. Let's go now to what that. I, I what actually, it really should be. Like. I actually hear be, being a dentist can be very fulfilling. Oh. No, you can't do more than one of those to die. <laughs> it was a joke. All right, let's go to the damn tape. Let's go to the tape. This is what really happened on Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the way it should have been played out. From the Disney of Christmas specials comes the holiday classic that makes the whole family say, man, this movie is so much weirder than I remember. Whatever a dentist is... I hope someday that you're the greatest. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Saddle up for a sleigh ride based on the famous tune about Rudolph, full of other way less catchy songs. We are Santa's elves, building Santa's shelves. But since it's Rudolph's story after all, we thought we'd sing his famous carol if it were honest about what actually happens in the film. You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer who the fuck is that? No, 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 Treat him like he's got the plague. No dove mine is going to be seen with a, a red-nosed reindeer. They send him into exile, cause the sand is full of rage. Donner, <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself. Then one of Santa's elf slaves leaves his grueling job. He'll be a dentist someday, which is clearly code for gay. Come here, open your mouth. Out in the frozen wasteland, they all run into this fool. Who? Who helps them fight? Oh, that's that. that is, this is, this is no, 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 keep playing it. Just leave our mics on. Okay. This group of freaks escapes to the island of misfit toys. Led by the king of Okay, okay, hold on. I gotta stop you right there. This is nuts. None of this is from the Christmas Carol. It's just insane filler. Y'all turned a simple story into, like, Lord of the Rings for kids on acid. Don't do it. Don't you dare start singing it. Then it snows on Christmas Eve, so bad Santa can't see. They use Rudolph for his life and pretend they're friends tonight. The moral of the story 
Is that being different's bad? Unless your defect's useful. Man, this movie's really sad. <laughs> Sorry to rank it and best. Hall Hall. Starring Dad Knows Knows Does Do, Fosty the Snowman, Lil Farrell, Yukon the Red Beard Hipster, The Lion King, and We Wampa Wish You a Merry Christmas. Teenage Mutant Red Nosed Reindeer. There you have it. At least they only stretched the Rudolph song to just one hour long special. It's not like they sent him back to dinosaur times to save New Year's or something. It's raining sunshine. Oh, come on. Hey, guys, this January is going to be Fan Appreciation Month, so we wanted to give you the heads up for two big announcements. That's enough. That's too much. That's too much. It is too much. (sighs) You got the point. Yeah. Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Santa is a dick. Right. Rudolph is a is someone they don't care about and bullied, totally right, bullied until they need different. that little bastard to save Santa's ass on Christmas Eve to light up his nose and get him to hell under the chimney to bring me my damn presents. Well, yeah. let's, let's go to someone right now who we really care about who's here to help save this damn podcast he's, before everyone logs off. Let's man, go to Steve Saban. He's on a the A man who he understands is. the social connection of all these shows that we watched as children that are now deemed racist and bullying, and all of these other things that have made America a terrible, terrible place. It's the greatest country in the world, Tony. Don't forget that, right? (laughs) The great Steve Zabin down there in D.C. Were you watching Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and realizing just how how awful, awful (laughs) it was? I... You know what? Everything gets dated. Everything does change over time. But thank God they can still air it, mostly unedited, right? Mostly unedited (laughs) uh, on television. Someday we'll have to huddle around televisions in safe rooms with our scratched-up DVDs just to watch that classic because it'll be deemed unacceptable in modern, sensitive society. Well, we, went, we went from last Thursday, uh, the, the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving Christmas special was deemed racially insensitive, and now, of course, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. That. I'm looking forward to next Easter when Moses goes up on the mount and... and grabs his two tablets and says, take it out of my, not, at, no, what is the line that uh, Charlton Heston used when he was the head of the NRA? You're going to have to take it from my cold, dead hands. And then Charlton Heston will be called a gun hater, a gun grabber, who, was, who pointed to the burning bush and said, that's a right-wing extremist group trying to shut down free speech on Mount Sinai, or something along those lines when they determined that that too is uh, culturally inappropriate. Yeah, I saw where people pointed out that Franklin, the only black kid on Peanuts, was forced to sit alone on one side of the table in a shoddy folding chair. And I didn't even notice till I looked closer, somehow Snoopy, despite only being able to cook toast and jelly beans, had whipped up a full serving of collard greens just for Franklin. And I'm like, that's racist, man. How's that racist? That's, that's really, for a dog to be able to whip up collard greens? That's progress. That was thoughtful of him. <laughs> you know how many white thoughtful. people can't make uh, collard greens? That's racist! Yeah. <laughs> Steve Zabin joining us. Okay, now that we've covered the uh, politically incorrect holiday fair that's coming out every single night until Christmas, and who knows after that, pretty soon New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve will be... Uh, banished too because there's people making out and we shouldn't be seeing that as long as we identify these people and know who they are. Anyway, 
The big stories, Abe, is <laughs> your Washington Redskins go out and grab Reuben Foster off the waiver wire, the only team in the NFL that uh, went for him. Now, he can't play, but I saw that Doug Williams is saying, hey, you know what, he can't play until there's an investigation. But he did ask the team, and the Redskins have eight players from Alabama on their roster, and I guess they, they surveyed the room, so to speak, and they said, hey, he's a good guy, so they decided to take a flyer on him. He was a first-round pick, the set, what, 31st pick in 2017. What's the reaction in D.C. to the Reuben Foster signing? Uh, most of us hate it. Uh, this is a move of a loser franchise, frankly. Look, Reuben Foster looked like a good player coming out of Alabama. A lot of guys do. And he was okay in San Francisco. I don't think he's a difference maker. He plays a position middle linebacker that's out of fashion. You know, the days of Brian Urlacher and Ray Lewis, it's like nobody cares about middle backers anymore. It's all about edge rushers. And I just don't see where it's worth it with this guy. This guy cannot stay out of the spotlight, cannot stay out of trouble. How is he still with a girlfriend who admitted to lying about a felony assault that she said was a money grab because he wanted to break up with her? Who's still dating a woman like that six months later? Crazy person. And then have it happen again with the same woman that the yes. charges are. Now it's misdemeanor uh, assault. And listen, this is serious stuff, but you're right. Again, does should he never work again? No, he'll go through the process. But the fact that the, that Washington picked him up right away, and again, let's point out, he, doesn't, he can't practice with the team. He can show up at the facility, but he can't engage in organized team activities, practice, or even think about playing in a game with only five games to go in the regular season. More importantly, Tony, this is what I hate the most. The fact that the Redskins said, oh, we talked to the other Alabama players, and they all said yes. That is no way to run a team for God's sakes. And, and we're not running a rehab center for former college teammates. I mean, if you do that, which Alabama player is going to stand up and go, no, I don't think he's a good guy. I'm going to be the one that votes against it. It's ridiculous. And how does it make everyone else on the team, the other 43 players or however many that aren't Alabama grads or alums, how does it make them feel? It doesn't make them feel like, oh, I got to say in this team, We'll just talk to the Bama boys. It's ridiculous. It's not how it's done in New England. I know that. Well, at least they could have called Nick Saban and got his blessing. See, if Nick Saban had said, yeah, yeah, go well, ahead and sign him, then you say, okay, yeah, he's Nick Saban. Yeah. We have to genuflect and then say what, whatever Nick Saban says, we're going to go with. Well, what I'm hoping is this is the long con, Tony. We're, we're playing the long game here like China is on global affairs. <laughs> we're going to get every Alabama player we can, and then the last piece of the puzzle – Boom, Nick Saban. We drop him right in, and we can't be beat. That's yeah. You know what? Why not? If you, if, if Doug Williams is 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 uh, is uh, doing a survey of the room of the eight Alabama players, why not just bring in the greatest coach in college football, almost college football yeah. history now, and Nick Saban? <laughs> yeah. One day, Nick Saban will show up to work. He'll be like, "Where's my football team?" And the answer is, well, Dan Snyder stole them all. And if you want to coach, you'll have to coach for the Redskins. As long That's as he brings plan, back the old ball coach with the visor and brings Steve Sparrier back as oh, one of his assistants. God. Please, God, no. <laughs> Please, God. I want to know, I want to know, is there a revival of optimism in the city of brotherly hate for the beloved Eagles? Absolutely. Or is it just... Absolutely, a fool's gold of we're not that good. You think you're you think you're getting it together? 
Uh, well, I'll never get it together. I've been trying that my whole life, Steve. But uh, you know what? They played better in the second <laughs> half. They looked like they couldn't yeah. stop anybody. Here's the amazing thing about what they did. Not that they, you know, that obviously you watch the game the first half. They were getting trampled. They couldn't stop anybody. Third down, it didn't matter. You knew that the, the defensive backs on this team couldn't stop anybody, and Eli Manning was having a field day. Then all of a sudden, the, the defensive coordinator, Jim Schwartz, talks to the players and says, hey, and Malcolm Jenkins has to go to Jim Schwartz and say, hey, we got all these young guys back here who have no idea what they're doing. Let's make it simple. Simplify this game. And boom, they come out in the second half, and they play like it wasn't even the same group out there. And then all of a sudden, they started running the ball, which they haven't been doing all year, and they started moving the chains, eating up clock, and running the ball and finding a way to win the game. So they went back to what they were doing last year. Does that mean it's going to continue on Monday night against Washington? Who knows? But what we saw in the second half was something we haven't seen since before they blew that lead to the Carolina Panthers, 17-0 in the fourth quarter. That's when the wheels really came off this team as they were trying to put it together back then. And it looked, they did, looked like they did. But then they lose to Carolina, and everything else since then has been a disaster. So, but this division is so bad, as you know. Look at Washington. They had this thing wrapped up until Alex Smith went down. So, so who's, right. who's going to win this division? Dallas? Dallas is playing the best right now. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, how'd they simplify it? Did they just play more man-to-man in the second half? I know it helped that Pat Shermer stopped running the football, didn't give the ball to Saquon Barkley, which was really a genius move by him. I know. I, there had to be something wrong with Saquon Barkley. There's no way anybody would have just... I mean, Luigi's watching that game. Is there any way... Saquon Bartley, I, I know he had some, some minor injuries. All these players have minor injuries. He did nothing, and they didn't give him the ball. They had how many yards rushing yeah. in the second half? Ten yards? No, he, no, he had 101 yards. At halftime. On, only 13 carries. They only gave him the ball 13 times on the ground. That was in the first half. In the second half, they the pretty game. much ignored him. They ignored him in the second half. So, to me, you got you, you to gotta rip Pat Shermer. I mean, Pat Shermer pretty much allowed the Eagles to get themselves psychologically back into the game. And to their credit, they found a way to win it in the last minute, worked the clock down to the final seconds, kicked the field goal, and won the game. Does that mean they're going to run the table? No, it means that at least there's some life in the NFC East, a division that pretty much, without any doubt, is the worst division in football. Is there any doubt about it? We can call it the (laughs) NFC least again, as we used to back in the day. You have a literal dumpster fire. Yeah, it is really a dumpster fire. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> I'm uh, I am calling the NFC East a pillow fight to nine and seven. <laughs> a pillow and it's fight. It's us. To it's you guys. It's the Cowboys. At one point, I thought that you guys had lost your pillow, but you picked it up in the second half. So the pillow fight is back on, and tomorrow is huge. I mean, if the Cowboys can pull a stunning upset, which I doubt. Over New Orleans, then that changes everything. We're counting on that as a loss. Yeah, I mean, the the Cowboys at home, this is how good the Saints are. The Cowboys are seven-and-a-half-point underdogs at home to the Saints. And every time you think the Saints aren't going to cover the number, they cover the number. They they killed me in Thanksgiving by a point. Because obviously, they, you know, there was there was an opportunity for the late backdoor cover for those of us who had uh, had the had the points. And you saw what happened when the when there were a couple of and I saw you on Twitter. You were visibly shaken as well as I was. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was one of those nights. We're talking with Steve Zabin down in D.C. 
All right, Steve, the rest of the, 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 when you look at the rest of the, uh, I know they asked, um, you look at teams like the Green Bay Packers, and Aaron, Aaron Rodgers today said they could run the table, and they laughed at him, but they laughed at him a couple of years ago when they were four and six, and then they ran the table and finished yeah. 10 and six. But I don't think this is the same team. You can't look at this Green Bay Packer team. they got a lot of young players on offense. Their defense is ah, fair to Midland. Is there any way, as great as Aaron Rodgers is, that they can run the table and find a way to win that division with the Bears still in the distance? Still, they still have to play the Bears again. Not only that, but Aaron Rodgers is not the same Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, for the first time in his career, is getting legitimate heat for not playing well. His fundamentals are not right. He's missing guys that are wide open. Missing Devontae Adams yep. against the Vikings yep. last Monday night was terrible, or Sunday night. And he's got to get better himself. And they've got to change that offense. I mean, the days of, okay, Aaron, save us, be a hero, stand around in the pocket, move eight ways, throw a bomb to somebody – that's over. He's got to, they got to go to a more of a timing offense where the ball is out in two seconds or less, like Brady. He's not taking these hits. And then when you want to take a shot, let him drop back and rear back and take a deep shot. But it's, it's too much. They've been leaning on Rodgers for way too long, and it's finally all come apart. I saw this stat the other night. Aaron Rodgers is 0 for 37 when he is trailing by more than a point in the fourth quarter against teams – with, lo- with, with, uh, with a losing record. <laughs> How does that happen? With a losing record? When trailing by more that's than one. A, that's quite a, quite a stat right there. I mean, how many times has he gone into the fourth quarter trailing by just a single point <gasps> is what I'd like to know. I don't know, but I know he's obviously come back many times as well. But he's, the biggest problem is they can't win on the road. They're 0-6 on the road. And you have to win road games if you're yep. a playoff team. And this team cannot win a road game. Yeah, if I'm a Packer fan, I am desperately saying, please don't win another game. Make sure McCarthy is gone. It's long overdue. The worst thing that could happen is if they do run the table and sneak in, and then somebody, then Mark Murphy up there decides, let's keep old Coach McPositive for another year. This guy has got to go. But in the words of the great Aaron Rodgers, when he's not selling State Farm Insurance with his crusty agent, you know what he said to all of us, and I think we should remember these words right now. Steve Zabin. Relax. Five letters here. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. Okay. Yeah. 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 Now, Fine. now you see him on the sidelines, he looks like a sad lumberjack. <laughs> Big old beard. <laughs> a thousand-yard stare. He looks like a looks like a guy that's been cutting logs all day long and comes into the lodge and he's told we're out of beer. It went from it, uh, went, from, it went from relaxed to what the hell's going on out here? Exactly right. If Vince Lombardi were still around, <laughs> he would be screaming that on the sidelines uh, into into Mike McCarthy's do ears. Wager? Do we have a wager for the Skins and Eagles well, on Monday see. night? Well, I looked at the, the spread. You know what the spread is, right? Your Philadelphia Eagles are favored by six and a half. It's a lot of points. Against the Washington Redskins. And I've been picking against the Eagles with the points the last couple of weeks in cashing. So last week, the perfect scenario. Eagles were five and a half point favorites. I took, I took the five and a half, and the Eagles beat the Giants by the field goal, so they win the game, and, and, the, and the Giants cover the five and a half. 
And now you've got a situation the Eagles at home have not exactly been a dominant home team like they were a year ago. Uh, no. So the pressure's on the Eagles. I don't believe it's on Washington. Is there pressure on Washington coming in here on Monday night? Hell no. No. House money because we've got a backup quarterback. Problem is, Colt McCoy's not very good. And I think if you make him throw enough, put a little bit of heat on him, you're going to see that. Arm strength has been an issue as well. Uh, I'm just not real enthused at the ability of Colt McCoy to win three of these last five games to get the skins in. Well, there's only one thing that could be worse than Colt McCoy being out there. That is Mark Sanchez finding a way to get into the ball game on Monday night. <laughs> if Mark, Fran- Mark Sanchez the gets into the game. is one heartbeat away from being on the field. Will that ever die? No, you know, I'm in the butt fumble. You know, listen, Mark Sanchez was a good quarterback in college. He was decent in the beginning. His first couple of years, he went to AFC Championship games with the Jets. Well, he had a great Jets defense, too. Yeah, yeah but he also, do they went to Chamming? Yeah, he wrote. Two, two of them. They went. They went, but the Jets brought him along, not the other way around. No doubt about you it. You can look he, at his numbers from those years. He was, a, he was a tourist. He was not the leader of that group. All right, the last question about the quarterback position, because it's, it's, it's all over the intranet today. The Washington Redskins signed Reuben Foster, yet do not sign Colin Kaepernick. How the yeah. hell does that happen? You know, I saw that take from almost every predictable left-leaning pundit in the sports media sphere. You mean like everybody 99% of the sports media uh, sphere? <laughs> that one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. right. Like, yeah, well, right. Basically, everybody is, uh, you know, except for maybe you and me, I guess. But no, it was... It was so artfully, uh, you know, twisted into a, see, they'll take a, a guy who might beat his wife or bite his girlfriend, but they're not going to take a guy who kneels during the anthem. It is so ridiculous, so predictable, so pathetic, but I guess they're going to bang this drum until, I don't know when, until maybe Kaepernick finally says, I'm not playing again. You know what? And I don't, if somebody signs Kaepernick, I'm not going to be out there protesting and breaking Bank of America windows. I don't really care. But the point is that the suggestion that teams absolutely have an obligation, and I know he's got the collusion lawsuit coming up in Philly here in the near future, but the collusion thing, I don't buy because anybody, look at, but Eric Reed got signed, right? All these guys that took a knee, right. they're playing. Michael Bennett got signed. People who protested the anthem aren't being denied a job. I think Kaepernick is being denied a job. This is just my opinion, not because I have inside information or I think the NFL is a racist league. I think that the teams don't want the baggage, especially if you're a playoff team. Are you going to bring him in now? Because anybody bringing him in now is somebody that thinks they need somebody to help them down the stretch. Are you going to mess up your locker room right now and take a chance with a guy that you don't know? Again, he's not going to come in and everybody's going to revolt and not be able to play, but you're going to expect a guy to come in who hasn't played in a long time come in now into a playoff hunt and put him on a roster, and he, he's one hit away from going into a game. I don't think teams want to take that chance, plus the baggage that he brings to the table, because if he doesn't play well and he gets to play, then what happens? What happens if he goes out there and plays like he did with the 49ers at the end of his career, when he was brutal? What happens then? So well, he's, in a no, he's really in a no-win situation. They'd say, they'd say you got to... You got to hang in there with him. They'd say he's got time to learn the playbook. You know, I think what he brings—not not any kind of baggage—he brings an additional 120 media credentials, many of them that don't cover football at all. It brings CNN, 
and Slate.com and a bunch of other outfits and outlets that just want to chronicle, finally, Colin Kaepernick breaking through this great wall of collusion that they have uh, you know, cooked, uh, cooked up as their narrative. And what NFL team wants to handle another hundred media members that don't cover the NFL? That's, that's the burden. That's the weight of it. And that's sort of what Tebow had because Tebow brought a lot of extra media credentials that really weren't interested in covering football or the team. They were covering Tim Tebow, the phenomenon. Yeah, that's a great point. And when I say baggage, I don't mean he's a bad human being or he, you know, he's going to be doing things off the field that people don't, or being a bad human. It's just the baggage means all of the periphery stuff that goes around yeah. him playing for your team. Not that he can't. He's better than a lot. There's no doubt that he right now is probably better than 60% of the backup cornerbacks in this league. It's just that no team wants to take that on and, and, because nobody's building for the future with him. And no one's in a playoff hunt is trying to make a move to bring him in because he's the guy that you think is going to be able to light that spark. It's not like the situation with the young quarterbacks coming in, like Josh Allen in Buffalo or down in Houston, for example, where the unbelievable story of, you know, of, Deshaun of, of, of Deshaun Watson coming in and showing the world that he's legit and he's an NFL star and lighting that Houston Texans franchise and what's going on in Baltimore as they make a change from Joe Flacco. There's, those guys are the future. And the future guys come in, get a chance, yep. just like Kaepernick did when he became the future, when they put him in the game and he looked great for the 49ers the first couple of years. So that's what this is all about. But you know what? He'll have his day in court, and this collusion thing will go to trial, and we'll see what happens. But, again, the whole outrage, the, the constant daily outrage about whenever a player is signed, why is Colin Kaepernick not in the NFL? <laughs> you know, why am I not still the, the number one network sports radio guy making millions of dollars a year? Damn it. Why? Why are you not making millions of dollars a year if I'm assuming that you're not uh, doing a morning syndicated radio show? Are we victims of collusion, Zabe? Are you and I victims of collusion? I could offer an opinion. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) You and I have worked at the highest levels of of this industry. Why, is that, why are we not getting the $5 million a year guaranteed contracts to be talking heads in the morning? Yeah. Damn uh, right. To be, like Skip, to be like Skip Bayless or Stephen A? Sort of. No, Stephen A, though, he well, bounced. You know, I, listen, Steve's a friend, and I, know, and I know all those guys. But you know what? Thank God that they get a lot uh, of chance. They get second, third, fourth, and fifth chances. And so that's why when I hear you know, people, that, all I need is another chance. People get a lot of chances. I had a lot of chances, but I, I moved on in my career. I moved on when I felt that, the, yeah. that, that w- I wasn't wanted, and I didn't allow them to push me out. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, honestly, Tony, like the guys that make the most money paint the most simplistic takes that are meant to agitate, that are very black or white or one side or the other. There's no nuance. There's no humor. There's no sarcasm. There's no genuine self-effacement. They are just, it's like Nick takes, as I call them. And if you can deliver the, the loudest, most strident and noise-making takes, then they'll say, hey, we can use you. That's why the guys that are on TV do this, and it's, it's like painting with, with very simple watercolors. You and I understand the absurdity of sports. You and I understand the nuance of sports. And we don't take our own takes that seriously because everyone's got a take. Like, everyone's got an asshole. Can I say that on a podcast? Yes, you can. I just did. 
Or you know what you it also can say? It doesn't matter. We all have our takes. And we don't suck. That's the thing. You can have a take and not suck. Pardon <laughs> my French, but you're an exactly. asshole. Exactly. Now, Luigi's one of those guys. He's the hot take kind of guy. If you've ever heard Luigi, you met Luigi, my, my buddy here. Guy off the streets. Now uh, has his own podcast. No, he's, he mocks hot takes, too, because you're right. I joked around when we did the podcast a couple of weeks ago with Harry Mays when we were talking about, you know, hot takes are the thing now. I'm, so, I'm, old, I'm old enough to remember when yeah. we called them opinions. Now it's got to be a hot take. Right. I mock them. That's what I do. I, I Luigi mock mocks hot takes. Yes, because a lot of times your opinion can be layered and somewhat conflicting. But if you are on television or now these radio executives, they just want a very simple opinion to hold on to. It's part of the dumbing down of everything in America. And it's, and it's ridiculous. But that's unfortunately what they think sells. You're damn right. Like I always say, like, I, if I would, like for this Eagles-Redskins game, I would tweet out, you know, hot take central. Both the Eagles and Redskins are both going to have to play four quarters each to finish this game. <laughs> Unless there's overtime, of course. Yeah. But that's what I mean. That's the, that's the kind of hot take you see out there. Maybe five. And yeah. if there's overtime, Absolutely. then Donovan McNabb will be called in to do a special report on how overtime is decided in the National Football League. I mean, I, literally, I can't see the Eagles losing this game if they're leading after regulation. I, 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 can't, I can't see it. Unless the officials have a play in the last couple of games <laughs> and there's not a helmet-to-helmet -to -helmet call that's blatantly obvious. But enough about that. Zabe... <laughs> Always great to talk to you, pal. Oh, wait. I have, I have an update. We have an Steve. update? Yes. We have breaking news already on the show? Steve contacted yeah. me asking me to refill his oh, yeah. Finoptics prescription that he received from us as a gift. I think it was, was it during the Super, Super Bowl? Bowl? It was a Super Bowl when I first gave Super you one, Bowl. right? And, yes. We've and, got, and we've got new product. Then, we've then, got new Finoptic product. That was a couple years ago, and since that time, man, my vision has been like that Olympic skier in the opening of Wild World of Sports, yes. flying off the ski jump. Exactly. And so I need that more than ever now, and it's genius because there's always that emergency pair right on the back of your phone. Yep. Or so you are never without your glasses. Well, I'm they're, sending they're you brilliant. a I'm sending you assortment. I'm sending you one that you can just uh, paste on the back of your phone. There's another one that has a magnet so that you can you can remove the different designs. And I'm sending you a keychain. So you're going to be totally one. covered. You're hooked up, man. That's the kind oh, of swag. I love it. That's the kind of swag we give our, you know, as they say, uh, contestants on the Tony Bruno Show will go home uh, from the Spiegel catalog, <laughs> Chicago 60609. Is the Siegel Spiegel catalog still in business? I know Montgomery Ward is. No, they're gone, unfortunately. I used to love Spiegel catalog. I still remember the zip code, right? Spiegel catalog, Chicago, 60609. Yeah, well, that's good. You remember that, Steve? <laughs> what, yeah, what's the, uh, the P.O. box for a, uh, a transcript of Nightline? That was uh, down in, that's in Owings Mills, Maryland, used to be the place where you got the transcripts. Right. There was always, like, yeah, transcripts transcript. of, 20, of 2020 or Nightline. Available at uh, the Something Press. What was it? There was uh, it was Something Press in Owings Mills, and, Maryland. And you're familiar and with? Don't you live in Owings Mills, Maryland? I know. I don't. I don't live in that trash bird, but it is close by. I've been through it. Some good people, but whatever. Uh, no. <laughs> no, but what's funny is you think, okay, who would need a transcript of, of 2020 or Nightline? 
probably some old old lady who's just going to write her senator and needs to have proof. Did you hear what Ted Koppel said? <laughs> well, I've got the transcript right here. <laughs> You know, it probably takes six weeks for her to receive it, and then she has to write the letter. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. No, those PBS shows on Saturday mornings, you know, like the, 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 the uh, car shows and all those great shows I used to listen to. The one guy who used to do a, like a game show and travel around the country. Some really good PBS Saturday morning programming that I used to listen to driving around when I was in Connecticut. And they would always have transcripts from such and such a place in Owings Mills, Maryland. And I always wondered. Somebody's sitting in somebody's sitting at a building in Owings Mills, Maryland, transcribing stuff. That's pretty sad. That is pretty sad. Because we watch, if you ever watch the live transcription of something that's live now, and they have somebody doing oh, the, when, they can't keep track. I wonder oh, if it's oh, computerized oh, now. Oh though. well, it's no, it's it's not it's not Tony. It's actual software that is doing the closed captioning. And if you saw the Ed Orgeron post-game press conference closed captioning after the LSU Alabama game, it was gold because the the software could not understand his deep Cajun accent. <laughs> and it was throwing up words and sentences. I'm serious. Google it and watch it on YouTube. You'll die laughing. That's what I figure. I mean, because there's so many times where I'm like, well, how did With they get that? With all these court that? reporters, can't they get somebody to transcribe stuff accurately anymore? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Because, you know, if you have a scripted show... You already know what the contents are when you put the closed captioning up because there's a script. Right. But when there's a live press conference, the closed captioning is always messed up. Always. And we have the greatest technology yeah. on earth, and they can't tri- transcribe things properly or accurately. It's they're, an outrage. They're not using uh, Dragon Dragon Voice or whatever that. There's an app that's out there. Dragon Voice. I think I think they're doing pretty good, but they did. They had a hard time with Ed Orgeron. No targets. <laughs> well, we done, we done played him pretty good. We try to stop on the run. Nothing like seven overtime college uh, football games and then assistant coaches throwing down in the middle of the field afterwards. That was insane, man. Did you yeah. see any of that stuff? Yeah, good times. That's what we need yeah, in the it's NFL. Ridiculous, man. We need guys throwing down at the end of games <laughs> now. We got to bring that well, back. Well, you got idiots like Leonard Fournette getting kicked out of a game. Because, you know, he's deciding to be a fake tough guy trying to punch a guy through his helmet with yeah. his bare hand. But Steven, and now getting suspended for a game. That guy, that, that asshole's not healthy enough to play half the games any year anyway. And he's getting kicked out of games. Yeah, but Idiot. St- but, Steven, Leonard Fournette's defense, I mean, when is the last time you go on the Buffalo and not got in a fight yourself? I'm just, I got to throw it out there. I'm just saying. It's, <laughs> you know, I think he was baited more than well, anything. No, it's you a get, fair you point. There's savages up there, and yeah, yeah. Uh, you know I would never even go to Buffalo, much less go through the parking lot and watch the table slamming going on. But yeah, I, I hear you on that. No, Luigi just has him in his fantasy team, and he's pissed off they didn't get him any more uh, yards. Anymore. I didn't draft that sucker. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, a season of misery for any fantasy owners that had Leonard Fournette. Or anybody or, on the Jacksonville Jaguars, for that matter. Or drafted Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, needless to say, yeah. Steve. How many guys? How many guys did you know in your fantasy league that took Le'Veon Bell that were sure he was going to end this nonsense after week two, three, or four? He went number two overall. That's why I don't play fantasy. <laughs> That's, That's why, why I laughed the entire time. <laughs> I have a hard enough time with reality, let alone answer. fantasy. That's a bad answer, Tony. You should play fantasy. Just don't draft crazy guys who are holding out. 
should have known. I don't have any time for that. My life is way too complete. You, to got, deal. Oh, you got nothing but time. <laughs> you're doing renovations to your townhome. You're waxing your head. You're staging protests at the PPA. You're the poster boy for, I got nothing else going on. Let's do this. I'm <laughs> woke. I'm, I'm woke. What you can sh- I tell you? You should be in about a half a dozen fantasy leagues, Tony. You really are the prime <laughs> candidate. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let's put your hands together for the man, the myth, the legend, the great. Steve Zabin. And don't forget, you will get a package in the mail any day now. Yes, don't look for anything from Amazon because we're cheap. We're sending it uh, regular uh, mail. Standard. Right, Right. but you will get it from Thin Optics. (laughs) And anybody else out there who would like to check out and get their own Thin Optics, you can go on to thinoptics.com and put in the code word BRUNO and you will get a fantastic discount. Yes, and they have even more. Every year they come up with new stuff. Now they have the full glasses instead of the ones that just go on your nose. They're full, but they're really thin, and they're in a thin case, too. We may send you a pair of those if we have an extra one uh, sitting I around. I seen them yet. I, yeah, I had a pair on last week. I wanted to bring them tonight, and then Robin forgot them. I hate to do it to her. Zabe, <laughs> always good to talk to you, pal, and uh, hopefully we see you soon, man. All right, we'll see how the pillow fight is Monday night. Uh, who do you like? Are we making a pick here? We're going to make some ridiculous, stupid radio yeah. uh, bet? Straight cash, homie. Yeah, we, let's make a bet here. All right. I got, and we get, we go straight up. I know you want. I know I should take the six and a half. I find it disrespectful we're that big of a dog just because our quarterback's out. Uh, I like the Redskins straight up because teams that signed potential repeat domestic abusers on Monday night in division just before at once December starts are a stunning ninety three five and two all time straight up. I'll take the skins. You're going with the criminal element faction that uh, the great Chuck, uh, Chuck, uh, who was the coach of the Steelers, who called the Oakland Raiders the criminal Chuck element? Noll. Chuck Knoll. Chuck Knoll, when he referred yeah. to the Oakland Raiders back in the 70s as the criminal element of the NFL. Remember those days? 93-5-2 and two yeah. was hard to and bet I against. Remember the Raiders, I remember the Raiders said, when, when they heard that, they said, oh, that's an awfully nice thing of him to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're going to take. Uh, so obviously, I got to go the other way. I'm going to. I think the Eagles have a shot in this game. They should. They're six and a half point favorites. All right. All right. Uh, here, if if you guys win, I will send you a month's worth of free transcriptions of Nightline from <laughs> Owings Mills, Maryland. Oh, beautiful! And if the Redskins win, uh, you can send me something appropriate from Philadelphia. All right, I'll send you. Uh, I'll send you a Markel Fultz autographed jersey, which is already a collector's item. You can send- yes! And then I will throw yes, in exactly. a Jaleel Okafor jersey signed from last year as a complimentary gift. You're getting two <laughs> Sixer draft bust jerseys for the price of none. <laughs> send me Wait. the Kevin Cobb number four that was worn in Silver Linings playbook. Oh. That's what I want. I can't get my hands on that. I was going to say I might be able to I I might be able to get my hands on a Nerlens Noel for you. Nerlens Noel? I can get you a hand. How about his Drew Holiday? Uh, no, no, no. That, that still stuck around a little bit like that. But that Kevin Cobb jersey in, in Silver Lines playbook was pretty bad. I mean, they could have updated the jerseys in that movie, don't you think? You know what's interesting? If you go into a Goodwill store, you will see all of the 76ers draft picks who have are no longer with a team yeah. on one round. I'm not yeah. making this yeah, up. Royal Ivy's out there. Yeah, Ron- no, I'm talking about the lottery picks. I'm not even talking about well, Royal no. Ivy wasn't an lottery pick. No, no, no. Second rounder, right? <laughs> yeah, he was. Not Royal Ivy with cheese. No, not him. That was that was a different guy. <laughs> Zabe, good Trust stuff, the man. 
Trust the process. <laughs> the process is draft 20 first round picks. Hope that eight of them stick. Process. How about hope that three of them stick? <laughs> okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> All right, boys, see ya. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. Steve Zabin down there. You can catch him on on his podcast, the Zabecast, at Steve Zabe. What's his uh, Twitter, Robin? Um, At Zabe. At C-Z-A-B-E. Correct. At Zabe. He does podcasts. We did one sitting around drinking a couple weeks ago on a Sunday watching football. That's what it's all about. It's all about drinking and doing a podcast. Speaking of drinking and doing podcasts, that makes you have to use the restroom. Yes, and we need to take a pee-pee. break. And we will. And then just as an update about drinking and doing a podcast, um, there, there, who, was, who was it? Sorry. James Dolan said, I think it was James Dolan, he said, I love a podcast where you can say asshole. We can say whatever we want here. Yeah. Sometimes there's even really, really bad profanity. But it's used... Like in, my asshole. How about that? Yeah, it's used in context. As long as it's an actual news subject, you can use profanity. Not just, we don't use profanity just for the sake of using it. No, we don't say like asshole and fuck just for the heck of it. Exactly right. It's got to be important. When we come back. And now I think Tony, Tony or Luigi really, really, really needs to go to the bathroom, so. It's not about going to the bathroom, just trying to, we have another guest coming on and we're making sure that we're on time. See, he's acting like a director. Oh, look at that. Things have changed, man. They have? No. People (laughs) change. (laughs) No, no, no. Seasons change. (laughs) People change. I change. As Rocky said in Rocky IV, if I can change and you can change, then we can change, Tony. Then why did he keep making bad Rocky movies if that was the because case? Because he was making change. That's why. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> ah. Stick around, folks. We're coming right back. Five-minute break. Go wee-wee, and then we'll come back. Craig James is going to join us. We have some updates we have to get to also, including a Cowboy fans are so happy they could just have sex with you and pee on a tree update. That's still ahead here. <laughs> Can't on wait. Tony Bruno Show Live. <laughs>